Welcome and thank you for listening to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour on Facebook. And we are on Twitter as well. We are at Fun Time Movies 1. That is Fun Time Movies and the number one. You can subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple iTunes. I think it's, it's Apple Podcasts now. Stitcher. And Spotify. So, this morning I'm looking for something to watch. You know, I had the day off. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to watch something. And I saw... Damn, there's a lot of remakes. (laughs) Yeah, there are. And like, you know, I have Xfinity. And it's Comcast. And they have a lot of movies that you can watch for free. Mm -hmm. And I'm going through them and I'm like... Fright Night, and Cheaper by the Dozen, and others. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of damn remakes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I I bet I could find at least 10 notable remakes. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm going to do right now. This is 10 notable remakes. They are not my favorite movies. They might not even be movies I've seen. (laughs) I just know about them. Um, the rules are, though, because there's a lot of movies that are remakes that don't have the same name. They have to have the same name. Okay. And they, uh, they must be a remake, not a reboot. So, no Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. So, the first one I got on this list, it's a movie called The Beguiled. Okay. I saw, uh... I saw the one with Elle Fanning recently. Yeah, you, you mentioned that in a previous podcast. And uh, and then I found out that uh, there was a second, uh, there was an original uh, made in 1971. Oh. The remake was 2017. So quite a bit of time between the two. Is it the same plot? Yeah. A Union soldier imprisoned in a Confederate girls boarding school. He cons his way into the woman's hearts. He... To the point where they uh, turn on each other. Interesting. Basically the same plot, right? Yeah. Okay. The original's director is a guy named Don Siegel. Okay. Uh, he also directed Dirty Harry. Okay. Um, and the remake is uh, uh, Sofia Coppola of The Virgin Suicides and uh, Lost in Translation and some others. Daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. Now, I don't know all the names. Uh, well, I'm not going to like explain what movies are from. If you recognize a movie that they might be from, you can mention it. But 1971, it starred Clint Eastwood, um, Geraldine Page, Elizabeth Hartman, Joanne Harris, and Darlene Carr. Yeah, I only recognize one of those names. Yeah. I'm sure if I saw them... I'd recognize them. I doubt it, because I saw them, and I did not recognize them. Challenge accepted. All right, go right ahead. (laughs) The uh, 2017 version, uh, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, Colin Farrell, etc., etc., etc. So there's a whole lot more names to uh, the 2017 version. You're going to tell me I'm right, aren't you? Darlene Carr did a lot of voice acting. Yeah, I know. Was, was yeah. it Secret and Nim and yeah. things like that? Yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't going to add those because you don't see who they are. I can't say, oh, no, she was in Secret no, and then exactly. she played a rabbit or whatever. Yeah. So was uh, Elizabeth Hartman. She was Mrs. Frisbee. Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of stuff I have not seen on here. I'm telling you. She was in Walking Tall. Yeah. Uh, the further back we go, the least likely it is we'll know what movie it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because there were tons of movies thrown at you know, us uh, consumers yeah, that n- nobody ever talks about. You know, Turner Classic Movies doesn't talk about these movies. You'd have to find some kind of a, a real film buff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, after I found that, I was like, that's interesting. The Beguiled, because I saw it on there, uh, The Beguiled, 1971. I was like, Arwen says she saw that, and it's Nicole Kidman. She's a liar. <laughs> <clears throat> no, they they remade it. Um, in fact, I thought The Beguiled was a ghost story, and it's not. Like, I thought there was something, like, creepy going on, and there really wasn't. No, the creepy thing was, was the way the girls acted. Okay. The commercial, when I initially saw the commercial for The Beguiled, mm-hmm. I did not know what that movie was about. Right. I suspected that there was something supernatural happening. Yeah. And that's not at all what happened. Okay. I got I got kind of that uh I got that vibe as well. Yeah, it's nothing to do with not having water. Okay. Um So, number 9, we saw, well, I've seen both of them. You've seen one of them. What is it? Death Wish. So, the original is uh is from 1974. And the remake is from last year. Yes. And we went and saw this last year in the theater on purpose. Thank um, you, Movie Pass. Yeah, but, thank you, Movie but Pass. But also, yeah, F you, Movie screw Pass. Screw you, Movie Pass. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the original is a New York architect um, becomes a vigilante after his wife is murdered. So and no he, child. No child. And he kills random muggers. He never catches up with the people who killed his wife. Oh. At all. And was he even trying to find them? I don't I don't think so. I think he was just mad and he just wanted to kill muggers. Oh, okay. Which makes a lot of sense. Well yeah. We um, we see that happen in today's society. The second one, he's a uh he's a doctor and he works on trauma patients. Mm-hmm. And he seeks vengeance against a group who killed his wife and put his daughter in a coma. The difference is he's freaking Batman in this and he finds them and kills them all. Yeah, I had issues with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy Bruce Willis. Yeah. It was hard for me to see him as a doctor. Yeah, it was a little weird. It, it was it was a bit of a stretch. I've seen tough guy looking doctors. No, so. I have too, but... Bruce Willis himself yeah. was hard to see. Like, he's a Hudson Hawk. He's, he's you know, right. whatever. Yeah. He's not a doctor. It was hard for not me to see him also when he did his stint on Friends. Right. I was like, that's just, you're stretching him. Right. So, let's go to who this stars. And again, uh, we're not going to know everybody's name in the originals. Um, mainly because they're usually from the 70s and beyond. The original stars Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. He is he was in all five Death Wish movies. 
Oh, the directors. I forgot to mention the directors first. Um, Michael Winner. For the, for the original. original? Um, I couldn't find... Uh, no, wait. He's done, like, the Death Wishes, and he did a couple 80s movies that I've seen, but he did at least the first three Death, Death Wish movies before I think it became canon films. Um... Because after Death Wish 3, Bronson didn't even want to do him, but they kept throwing money at him. He goes like, oh, I'll do another freaking <laughs> Death Wish movie. Sometimes it's hard not to just take the money. They get so freaking weird, though. Near the end of this series, uh, it, it's basically lawlessness. It's it's escape from New York before any kind of uh, controls happen. I mean, it's just it's Mad Max in New York City. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. It yeah, becomes, I've never seen the original. It becomes about the guns and the bloodshed oh, instead of don't a the story. guns get bigger each oh, movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So we also have Hope Lang, who played his wife, um, Vincent Gardenia, which we'll mention a little later in this, um, because he's also in another remake. Oh. Um, and uh, this is Jeff Goldblum's first film. He plays a rapist. Oh. Yeah. Rapist. It got better. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like he was wearing a bright red cowboy outfit with a big old hat. So. <laughs> it's Cowboy Curtis, right? No. No? No, he was in Buckaroo Banzai. He wore oh, a cowboy outfit that's the right. Time. It was a freaking, it was a weird movie. That wasn't his, Buckaroo Banzai wasn't his first movie? No. Death Wish was. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so the the other one, 2018, uh, starred Bruce Willis, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Elizabeth Shue, Camilla Monroe, and Dean Norris. So it's a respectable crew. I like Dean Norris. Dean Norris, uh, he was Hank in the uh, Breaking Bad, you know. Oh, okay. Elizabeth Shue was Elizabeth Shue. She was in The Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Willis. You know. Everywhere. He was in 12 Monkeys. All right. And Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin. Yeah. And he was also a private uh, pile in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, that's such a good movie. I Joker. Anyway. (laughs) uh, Both were rated R. And the first movie I was going to say are considered rated R as well. I don't think there was an R rating in 1971. The next one is... Three films. Oh my. All three of them are named King Kong. Oh. Yeah. If you don't know the plot of King Kong, let me give it to you. A film crew or something similar to that goes to a place called Kong Island or Skull Island or whatever island it is. Yeah. I think it's called Skull Island. Yeah, I think it is. To film the natives there. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't look this one up for the 1971 or 76 version because I just assumed it was the same, so it might not be the same plot. So if you could look that up real quick. They find a giant monkey or ape. He stands between 30 to 70 feet tall, depending on the movie. Um... They, they drug him, they take him back to New York to put him on display as a wonder of the world or some phenomenal thing, sideshow freak. He escapes, goes ballistic all over the town of New York, 
the town of New York, the city of New York, and uh, and eventually gets gunned down in a hail of gunfire. What's... So the 1976 version is a petroleum exploration expedition comes to an isolated island and encounters a colossal giant gorilla. Okay. However, they obviously do bring him back to New York because he's standing on the Twin Towers in their poster. Yes. Uh, And if I remember right, he does not stand uh, straddling the Twin Towers in the movie. (laughs) No! He stands on He's clearly a man in a suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... They had some. They had some special effects <laughs> issues in that movie. Um, it's still better than Peter Jackson's. Absolutely, All right. All right. it probably isn't. Peter Jackson gets a lot of flack for his version of King Kong, but only because it's like six hours long and doesn't exactly. need to be that long. It is so freaking long. It is so freaking long. And at least in the 1976 version, you get Jeff Bridges. Yeah. You get the dude. You do get the dude. Okay, so the first movie, 1933, uh, was directed by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Shusiak. They were uncredited, though. Hmm. This movie isn't credited with a director. Um, the next one was uh, John Gullerman. He uh, he also directed King Kong Lives, which is a direct sequel to the 1976 version of King Kong. Oh, okay. Um, it's just as weird. <laughs> um, but he did a, a couple other movies. I tend to remember him. Well, I tend to remember them on video shelves. Yeah. So... And that one had Linda Hamilton in it, the remake or the sequel. Oh, I was like, "What the heck are you talking about?" No. Um. But uh, the third one was directed by Peter Jackson. Um, it's infamous because of how long it is. It's also infamous infamous because of casting, and we're going to talk about that in a second. It was so boring. Um, the first one, uh, nineteen thirty three. That thing was only like. A little over an hour long, I think. I think it was like 90 minutes, maybe. maybe it was just the minutes. right amount. Yeah, it it was a very short film. Yeah, uh, compared and it to should have been. The other two. Um, Jeff Bridges' version, uh, the second one, um, that was a little over two hours long. And I'm not going to get right how long Peter Jackson's one was, but it was near four hours. It was three hours and seven minutes. Okay, it was three hours then. But it felt like six. It felt like long. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, 1933 starred Faye Ray, Robert Armstrong, and Bruce Cabot. Um, only took three of those names. Faye Ray is popular for one thing, being King Kong's booty call. <laughs> the second one starred Jeff Bridges, Charles Grodin, and Jessica Lange. Yes. Um... All three of those people, well, maybe not Charles Grodin, but two of those are still working today. I think Charles Grodin is still. I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. The last thing he's credited with is The Private Life of a Modern Woman in 2017. All right, so. And he was in the Madoff uh, miniseries. Okay. Um. And then 2005, Naomi Watts, Jack Black, Adrian Brody, et al. Now, what's 
what's fascinating about the Peter Jackson movie is he had good actors. Yeah, um, I felt that they were cast wrong, though. Adrian Brody was not an action hero. Um, Jack Black, known for mostly comedy and just physical comedy, his facial expressions did not work for me as a serious actor at all. Uh, Later on, he did some serious acting that I think that I think worked for me. Mm, that one, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Bernie's a great film. Right. Uh, but at this point, he was the guy from Tenacious D. That's it. Yeah. All right. So, and Naomi Watts is uh, box office poison. Really? I don't know her in anything that I like. The Ring movies? I mixed her up with Katherine Heigl. I was going to say, Naomi Watts, she's in that one uh, David Lynch film that we like. she's in Mulholland Falls. Yeah. Mulholland Falls. Mulholland Drive. Drive. Yeah. She's in Mulholland Drive. I was going to say, I thought you had her mixed up with someone. You know, season eight of, or season three of Twin Peaks. All right. Yeah. Mixed her up with Katherine Heigl. That's a sin. She's box office poison. All right. Uh, Number seven... I've seen the remake a dozen times. I have not seen the original because it looks cheesy as hell. What is it? The Fly. I have not seen either one of these films. Well, good for you. Well, the first one's not gross. (laughs) The first one was made in 1958. They did not do gross in 1958, really. Um, Well, I didn't realize that. I think it's a... I'm not going to say it's a universal film, but... I think it's in that tone, Mm -hmm. uh, the original. Um, They both have similar plots. Scientist screws up, uh, gets his DNA mixed with uh, Fly uh, while teleporting, um, and then they slowly transform into a fly. Now, the first one uh, is directed by Kurt Newman. I could not find anything else that I've seen him uh, direct. Um, the second one is directed by David Cronenberg. We know his name. Mm-hmm. His name is now a part of pop culture because of Rick and Morty. Oh, um, okay. Because they have the Cronenberg universe yes. where they originally came from, uh, where everybody turns into a Cronenberg-type monster. <laughs> uh, but he he's known for his body horror uh, gross mm. movies. So mm-hmm. Videodrome... Um, Rabid, I think, is one of his um, various other movies. So, yeah, he he did a lot of uh, gross movies. And I don't particularly like his movies, but I do think The Fly is a very good movie um, that he remade. Um, the, the first one, the 1958 version, stars uh, David Hedison. Patricia Owens, Vincent Price, and Herbert Marshall. Oh, Vincent Price. Yes. Um, the second one, is, I just named off three because why get into it? <laughs> uh, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, and John Getz. Was this one of uh, Gina Davis's earliest films? I would say this might be before Thelma and Louise. I it think, might be I think that's true. Before. But I think that she and Jeff Goldblum were dating, but it's kind of like twins dating because they kind of seemed the same person at that time. <laughs> so, 
Eric Stoltz was in The Fly, too. The Fly, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gina Davis's first film is Tootsie. Oh, it's a good movie. It's a good start. Um, At least she didn't play a rapist. <sighs> Unless she was in Tootsie. So, The Fly was 86. And, oh, she did Earth Girls Are Easy, Beetlejuice. Thelma and Louise was 91, so it was much later. Yeah. So it was before she really hit as box office gold. Um, so there you go. Number six, I believe we've both seen. Okay. Both versions. And uh, that is Clash of the Titans. I don't feel like I've seen these movies. You've never seen Harry Hamlin as Perseus defeating... What? No, I've never watched The Clash of the Titans. And the 2010 one? We've seen that one. And um, it's terrible. I feel like I need to watch the trailer. Okay, we'll pause right here. I've seen both the movies. <laughs> I definitely haven't seen the first one either. The first one stars Harry Hamlin. Uh, but let's not get into that yet. Um, the original... The plot is Perseus battles the Medusa and Kraken to save a princess. Okay. Simple. Mm-hmm. Easy. Uh, the second one is Perseus fights the underworld to save heaven and earth. Oh, my. Much more difficult to do. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first one was uh, directed by Desmond Davis, and I didn't look up anything else that he's uh, directed. Um and the uh, 2010 version, uh, Louis Leterrier. Sounds good to me. Louis Leterrier. I don't know. So, yeah, and I didn't write down either one of their filmographies, nothing that yeah. Because I don't think it's necessary. I do believe that uh, Desmond Davis did direct stuff that I liked and stuff that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other guy I didn't. Um, 1981 saw uh, Lawrence Olivier, Harry Hamlin, Claire Bloom, Maggie Smith, Ursula Andress, Jack uh, Gwilliam, <clears throat> okay, uh, Susan Fleetwood, and Burgess Meredith, the Penguin himself. Wow, there's a lot of good actors in this. Absolutely, you should see it. It's cheesy, but it's fun. Sometimes cheesy's all right, though, especially for the time. They couldn't do aren't cinematography the way they can now right uh they use stop motion animation yes and it is brilliant it is jason the argonauts style brilliant um i love the movie um the second one stars sam worthington liam neeson ray fines jason fleming and Gemma archerton archerton so that's her name Gemma, Gemma archerton I think I remember you having this Arn, and I was like, I'm out. It is a CGI crap show. I didn't like the movie. It didn't look good. No, it wasn't good. That's why. Yeah. It didn't look good because it wasn't good. Um, so, that's another one that we should have been like, movies that were remade that could have just not been remade. <laughs> So, Wrath of the Titans was a, sequel a direct sequel to, to Clash. Yeah. Did it make that much money? That's crazy. Apparently, it made enough money to 
uh, justify a sequel. Yeah. Wow. So, number five, I've seen the, uh, not the original. I've seen pieces of the original. Um, and this one's an interesting one. Okay. This one's Cape Fear. Um, a convict released from prison uh, stalks the family of the lawyer who put him away. Yeah. Both are the same plot. Yeah, they're direct remakes. Yeah. Um, the director of the first one is J. Lee Thompson. Um, I do recall him directing things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 1991 version is directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, director of The Departed, and Shutter Island, and Taxi Driver, and Gangs of New York, and Casino, and Goodfellas. <laughs> How far can I go? All right, now, the first one, uh, 1962, second one, 1991, both, well, Cape Fear, 1962 was not rated, but 1991 was rated R. Um, uh, 62 starred Gregory Peck. Robert Mitchum, Polly Bergen, Lori Martin, and Martin Balsam. So here's where it gets interesting because we're going to talk about the 1991 version here. 1991 stars Robert De Niro, Nick Nolte, Jessica Lange, Juliette Lewis, Joe Don ba- Baker, Joe Don Baker, uh, Robert Mitchum, Gregory Peck. And Martin Balsam. Interesting. They play different characters. Yeah, but they're in there. But they're in the movie. It's a nice homage to original. Yeah, it's nice to have people like that. And this is why Martin Scorsese is better than every director (laughs) on my list right here. Well, it also, when you can get an actor from the original, Mm -hmm. it shows that they give their blessing for the the remake. Um, This has to be Gregory Peck's last film that he was in. Because he did not do much uh, that I can recall. Other than, you know, cowboy movies. He did a TV movie in 93, a TV miniseries in 98 of Moby Dick, and he was the narrator in 2017. That can't be right. Is he alive? No. It says he's the narrator of Joseph Smith, American Prophet in 2017, but he died in 2003. So, maybe it was a project that took a while? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Maybe I think we'll look fav- that damn movie up. Yeah, I think my favorite Gregory Peck movie is To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, absolutely. Which is back on Netflix, I think, right now. Oh, great. We're yeah. going to do that one then. That one's great. All right. So, That one has I liked- ties to Coppola movies. All right, go ahead. So, I liked uh, the 91 Cape Fair. I did, too. Um, they gave... Uh, De Niro more of a character than Robert Mitchum had in the original um in the remake he's a rapist he has a very cringeworthy scene with Juliette Lewis yeah um so yeah he's a little bit more it's a more of a psychological scary movie so yeah it's good the next one I kind of want to talk a little bit more about uh, it's number four on our list, so we don't have much longer to go. Keep with us. It's okay. <laughs> um, the first one was made in 1950. The second one was made in 2003. The movie is Cheaper by the Dozen. 
I have seen both of these. Okay, so here's what I found out about Cheaper by the Dozen. The original is based on a true story about the uh, Gilbreth family, who uh, he documented he documented things uh, at, from his factory. Oh, okay. Um, how people should move. He called them movement studies, and we call that modern day ergonomics. <laughs> so this is based on him, and basically he documented his family the way he documented his workers. Um, and uh, they made a, well, one of the sons made a book eventually, and then uh, and then they made a movie. Um, I looked up some of the videos. Yeah, they're boring. They're just silent films made in 1911. Oh, really? Um, his wife was an engineer. Um, she had a doctorate in psychology as well. In the, the, the... Yes, that wow. long ago, yeah. That's amazing. Um, Girl power. She was very young, though. She she was graduating college, and he was, I think, in his 50s. Oh, wow. Um, and he met up with her and said, hey, we should have 12 kids six boys six girls we can study them we can study he plotted it out i think so oh my um those are pretty good odds to get six and six and it happened <laughs> um but they made a movie about it uh which one of the reviews called it a series of vignettes that kind of make a story mm-hmm. um which i can see in the 1950s little short vignettes Mm -hmm. um kind of like a three stooges movie yeah and uh i couldn't find anything else on the family itself um and i'm sure if i dug a little deeper and my phone wasn't at 10 percent at the time (laughs) i would have so basically that was the that was the basis of the first movie okay the original the uh basis of the second movie is uh the the remake i mean uh, father of 12 must take care of his family while wife is on a book tour. Completely different plots. So, having seen both of these movies... The original's better. The original is hands down better. Even in black and white, it is a superior film. Yeah. It's much more entertaining to watch. Yeah, I would say so. And that hurts me to say because Steve Martin is in the remake... Steve Martin's in a lot of stinkers. I know. He tries really hard to make movies good, but you gotta have you just can't. You gotta have a good director and a good script. This one probably didn't have either. Um The original is uh directed by Walter Lang. He also directed The King and I. Then uh the second one was uh directed by uh Clifton um, I mean the second one was directed by uh, Sean Levy. Okay. He directed Arrival, one that we really like. A movie that we yeah, really I like. like Arrival. Um, he can have a stinker. The original was uh, starred Clifton Webb, uh, Myrna Long or Myrna Loy, uh, Janine Crane, and Betty Lynn. I didn't write down everybody's name because it doesn't matter. They're all dead. Next. Harsh, man. Yeah. Next, <laughs> uh, we have 2003's Steve Martin, Bonnie Hunt, Hilary Duff, Piper Parabo, 
Tom Welling, Kevin Schmidt, uh, Allison Stoner, and Jacob Smith. Interesting. Yeah. I, I tried looking for other names that were like, oh, that's a, he's a big name now, but nah, I guess Hillary Duff. That's it. Wasn't Tom Welling uh, Superboy? Yeah. Yeah, he was Superboy in Smallville. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that movie is dank. Really? I hate so, this. I've never seen it. I hate this. I hate the remake. <laughs> it's bad. That's funny. Because I thought you were going to say good things about it. No, I hate it. <laughs> All right. The next one, I've seen both of them. You better have seen both of them. <laughs> and that's the Bad News Bears. I think I've seen both of them. Okay. Uh, grumpy Guy coaches Misfit Little League team. That's the plot. Yeah. Um, the first one was directed, or the original was directed by Michael Ritchie. Um, he also directed The Golden Child and some other 80s movies that I like. And then uh, Richard Linklater uh, directed the one in 2005. Okay. So 1976, 2005. Uh, Richard Linklater uh, also directed Boyhood, a movie I kind of want to see because of how... It was made. Yeah, it was like a 30-year project, right? Or 20-year? No, 12. Oh, was it 12? Yeah, oh. something like 12 or 7. I don't know. They, they, The boy is a boy, and then he's a man. Oh. So, And it's the same actor. Um, the original starred Walter Matthau, Tatum O'Neill, Vic Morrow, uh, Joyce, Van Tat- Joyce Van Patten, uh, Ben Piazza, and Jackie Earl Haley. Rorschach. So. That gets you nowhere? You're not like, oh my gosh, Rorschach was in the original Bad no, News I Bears because I freaking was. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I was looking. I always thought that the girl in this was, um, what's her name? Tatum O'Neill? No. The Jodie Foster? I always thought it was Jodie Foster. No, this is a Jodie Foster type. Yeah. Yeah. I really did think it was her, though. I've only seen the original once. Yeah. And it was as an adult because I avoided it for some reason. Because it's pretty good. Boys. No. It's just because it it didn't look like it would appeal to me, but I actually really did like it. All right. But I do remember the remake after having looked, you know, at the at, at IMDb and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this. This is really funny that one I kid like, cursed the whole time." Yeah. I like the remake as much as I like the original. Really? Yeah. That's rare. Um, it's very rare, especially with me. <laughs> um, the second one is Billy Bob Thornton, Greg Kinnear, Marsha Gay Harden, Sammy Kane Craft, and Troy Gentile. You know who he is? No. Barry frickin' Goldberg. <laughs> he also starred in uh, Nacho That's Libre. hilarious. Really? Yeah. Was he, he was the little fat all, kid? I don't know if he was a little fat kid in that. Um, I bet he was. But if you look at his IMDb, he's been in stuff that we've seen that we did not realize he was in. Yeah. All right. He still looks like a child on his IMDb as well. He looks like a child in real life still. He looks like he's 15 years old to no, me. He, no, he's starting to look old. The older brother from uh, Young Sheldon looks older than Barry Goldberg. He was born in 93. He was, he was born the year you graduated high school. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's 30 years old. The second to last movie we're going to talk about is called The Karate Kid. Okay. 1984 versus 2010. Both PG. Mm-hmm. Um, the director of the original, uh, John G. Avildsen, uh, he directed Rocky. Okay. Um, he has a good pedigree as far as what he's directed. Yeah. Um, the other one, uh, 2010, Harold uh, Zorat, uh, Agent Cody Banks. Okay. Um, some others. Mm-hmm. Um, Kid flicks. Kind of, sort of, not really. Okay. Um, first, the original starred Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, uh, Martin Cove, and William Zapka. The real Karate Kid. <laughs> um, and then I only wrote down three names because I wasn't going to try and say all those uh, Chinese people's yeah. names. Yeah. But uh, Jackie Chan, Jaden Smith, uh, Taraja P. Henderson. Taraji. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> um, She's a really good actress. Yeah, she is, but... She's got a hard name. Yeah. Um, this one, I will have to say, despite the hate people bring down on Jaden Smith, uh, it's a good flick. It's okay. It was good enough for me to sit down, enjoy, and forget that he was Jaden Smith. So, a lot of the time I will go into a movie and have no expectation that it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Just so I can enjoy the film. Yeah. Because this was not my karate kid, of course. Right. You know. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was a good movie. I feel like they could have called it something else and it would have made more money. They could have called it Kung Fu Kid. Because he was learning Kung Fu. Yes. Um, he wasn't learning Karate. Yeah. I said it like... Uh, <laughs> I forget who it is. Uh, karate. Yeah. I learned the art of Karate. <laughs> the The original is one that I've watched multiple times and have liked each time I've watched it. I forgot there was a cartoon series of the Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was video games. There was all kinds of stuff. I yeah. had one of the bandanas. The you know, the, oh, the, did you? yeah, it was kind of funny. Interesting. I didn't wear it. I wasn't rich. Neither was I. I don't know how I got that thing. <laughs> I think my mom brought it home to me one day, and I was like, "Here," and I was like, "Well, this is interesting." So your mom stole it? No. Oh, I don't know. It was probably at some. I don't know where I got it. Okay, last movie. The remake is my favorite movie musical. Okay. But the original isn't a movie musical. I'm confused now. What, what could you got? it possibly be? What you got for me? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yes. So, Roger Corman is credited as directing it, but there's two other names attached to it. And I couldn't pronounce their names, so I didn't write them down. <laughs> Uh, Roger Corman is a famously cheap director. Um, he owns his own production company, or did at one point, uh, that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. But they put out movies, 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 movies. Uh, they're very infamous for uh, helming the never-aired 
Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yes. Um, very famous for Death Race 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and the soft reboot version that's on, uh, it's called Death Race 2050. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of uh, schlock, gore, carnosaur, puppets, things of that sort. Uh, plot of Little Little Shop of Horrors is Gowns or works at a flower shop, and uh, he finds a plant. And in the remake, the plant is from outer space. But in the first original movie, it's not explained where the plant is from. But it just starts getting bigger and needing to eat people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, remake was directed by Frank Oz. Do you know who Frank Oz is? Yeah. Who's Frank Oz? He's the voice of Kermit, right? He's the voice of Yoda. Oh, yeah. I knew that. He also, He's the voice of Yoda. He also directed The Dark Crystal. <laughs> um, he was involved with Muppets. Yeah. Right? Yes. But okay. he didn't just do Muppets. I'm trying to remember well, yeah. the other movies that he directed. Because one of them was a remake, and I was going to put it on here. Frank Oz was also in uh, the Blues Brothers movie as the person giving Jake Blues his stuff back. He did the Stepford Wives. There you go, the Stepford Wives, and, uh... Wow. Yeah. He did What About Bob? Right. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Which is also a remake. The Muppets Take Manhattan. See, that's why I was thinking Kermit. Well, he was heavily involved with the Muppets, yes. Well, yeah, but it's just funny. Um, but he's a voice actor, um, and he's been in other stuff. It was interesting to see him as a director, because mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that he directs. <laughs> I'm so used to his Yoda, you know, yeah. Yoda. So, um, 1960, we saw... Jonathan Hayes, Jackie Joseph, Mel Wells, Dick Miller, and Jack Nicholson. This kind of touted as Jack Nicholson's first movie, but I don't know if that's true. One moment. So, no. He did some matinee theater in 55. Okay. Or 56, actually. He did a movie, The Cry Baby Killer, in 58. All right. And then he did three other he did three movies in night four four movies in 1960. So they may be considering it that. So it's not Jack Nicholson's first movie. No. Roger Corman is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know Cuckoo's Nest came out. He was really famous. So the box cover on the version that I watched said starring Jack Nicholson from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, wow. He was in it for four minutes. Yeah, he wasn't in it very long. Yeah. I Something I like about the original is it feels like they um, they filmed a stage play. Yeah. And you get that. It feels that way. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different experience. It's very than, dark, too. It's very dark. And if you can't watch a movie that has basically no music score... Or something like that. Um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 did it. <laughs> and I think they riff tracked it too. So you can watch it with riff tracks and MST3K. Uh, it makes it funny and you can remember certain things a little bit better. 
uh, because they're making the wisecracks of things like, oh, that was a weird thing that happened, you know? Right. So I've seen... I've seen it with, I can't remember if it was Rift Tracks or MST3K, um, but I know that it exists. 1986, we saw Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, uh, Vincent Gardenia. Remember him from a previous movie? Yes. Death Wish, I think. Was he in Death Wish? I can't I knew remember. he's been in a lot. No, we. I said I'd talked about him. I'll talk about him later. Vincent Gardenia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi Stoles? Blah, blah. I can't read my own writing. Levi Stubbs. Le- Levi Stubbs. <laughs> he he played Audrey. Audrey too. I mean. Uh, Free and then, me. And then Steve Martin. Yeah. There's and Bill quite Murray. A, Tisha Campbell's in this too. Yeah, Tisha Jim Campbell's Belushi, in Jim Belushi, John Candy. Yeah. Tilda Christopher Swing. Guest. Oh, that's, that's Christopher Guest. Yes, Bill Murray. There's a lot of people in this. All right, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. There's tons of people in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why, but I felt like it'd be interesting to talk about movie remakes today. I also read a small article that they are remaking like 30 more movies this year. Um, that is a lot. Yeah. One being a movie that we've already uh, we've already reviewed. Which one? Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's right. That looks good. We got a lot to look forward to in 2019 as far as movies. Um, when I was looking through all the remakes, though, a lot of them were horror movies. Really? Yeah. A lot of the time, I hate seeing a film be remade. Yeah, I do too. Unless it's something that's like Scarface. You know, they made the movie in the 30s. They yeah. can retool it and make it for now. But even then, you know, like like the Cheaper by the Dozen. That movie was just uh, title theft in its own right. There is no reason for that movie to no. have been called Cheaper by the Dozen. No. It could have been called anything else. It could have been called the Brady Bunch movie. It could have been called anything. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, I just... I, I sometimes I wonder if it's because they're trying to keep the rights to the movie and they do it. Well, that's why Disney does it. I know that's why Disney does it. But then I'm also wondering, is it just because they've run out of ideas completely? Which I think a lot of people have. Either that or they're like, you'll get a person to be like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was a movie. Uh-huh. The original movie did not stick to the source material. Okay. What if we made a movie that stuck with the source material? We can make that movie. Like Willy Wonka situation. Not even that. Because I don't think that even stuck with the source material. That movie, the second movie was unnecessary. His dad being an evil dentist that never let him eat candy. I mean, it was garbage. Yes. No, what I'm talking about is like a movie like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang could be remade today set in the 1930s time Mm -hmm. yeah i can see that um make it a period piece don't make it updated don't don't make him a a ferrari i mean just make him an old model t and do some of the stories yeah you know make it a make it a three-part play or three-part movie ian fleming did at least 
five or six stories of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Really? Before he moved on to 007. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. So they could do that. That's what they've done with the Bond films. I mean, they went back to the source material. Yeah. Uh, with Daniel Craig, and they kind of revitalized James Bond that way. I mean, they used to do that, too. Don't get me wrong. But with special effects being better now than it was back then, it's a lot easier to justify certain things in movies that you read in books. And you'd be like, how could they do that in a movie? They know how to do that in a movie now. So I'm just saying it would be uh, some movies don't need to get made. Yeah. Some movies don't need to be made ever again. Like we didn't need a Friday the 13th. Uh, remake or a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. No. In fact, I wish that movie hadn't been made at all. Yeah. I like Jackie Earl, but mm-hmm. uh, that we don't, movie was bad. We don't need three Spider-Man remakes already. And no. We got them. Move on. We already know how he became Spider-Man. Yeah. There's a lot of things we just don't need, but they keep pushing at us and they know that we're going to buy it. Someone will. I mean, Disney's doing it. Do we need a Little Mermaid? No. We don't need a Little Mermaid. No live action. We don't need a live action Jungle Book. Live action Dumbo. We don't need a live action Cinderella. Beauty and the Beast. No. It's just them trying to keep their license. They're going to make money doing it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Disney, very much like Marvel, has their base. Mm -hmm. And they know I'm going to go see every Marvel movie. They know those Disney people will go see all those Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Relive their past. <laughs> That's what we do. We're nostalgia people. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that was my rant. I just wanted to talk about remakes a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. It seems weird now, but like I spent literally two hours like looking everything up and oh wow, trying to figure out how to make this a show. You should have seen the list. I had a list of 60 movies. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, well, I better whittle this down to 10. (laughs) A lot of them are horror movies, like I said. So, all right. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at FuntimeMovies1. FuntimeMovies and the number one. You can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. Subscribe to us uh, using your favorite subscription service app we, we're on stitcher we're on uh apple podcasts yeah um spotify and google podcasts as well thank you for listening and until next time just uh go see a movie